0: All right, everybody, scoots, we're talking about uh, the good place here. I'm still actually loading up. I just started to start recording while I'm still prepping. Uh, why? I don't know why, but uh, I just said, hey, let's start talking. And actually, already the uh, episode is a plan. It opens in the like bank-like uh, lobby of the, the place that is not so good and actually i'm on my notes from you've changed man so i gotta change my notes uh, monday Same, I right uh open office there's somewhere between 26 and 28 desks uh uh there and of course there's a bank vault in the background there's some books on desks there's old-fashioned adding machines a lot of uh the old steel style furniture. You know, I used to. In, in, once upon a time, I had a job where I would have to uh, put in ergon I would install ergonomic workstations for people. Nothing like knowing where you uh, when you you climb under people's desks at work for a living. Uh, you say, "Well, I know where, where, where I where, like, uh, but uh, this one." Yeah, a lot of metal desks. Is that a kitty cat on that one desk? Yeah, some people are working. Fi- what do they call those things? File or however you look up phone numbers. Rolodexes. Uh, the, the actual, the probably the original Rolodex. Metal adding machines, desk lamps. Um, there's some books or ledgers on desks. And some bad places, employees were talking about, hey, there's no one, no humans coming in. It's kind of bored. It's not the same. Uh, then a bad Janice's special meeting. Uh, everybody has a laugh. Then they go into co- the conference room, the one we've seen from the web series and other things. Also, there is nice sunlight coming in, or some sort of light coming into the workplace. Not enough that I would say it makes the workplace good. Oh, what was that? I just noticed somebody was playing at something at their desk there. Uh, I may have to pause it, but uh, like some light. Yeah, so one of the uh, workers in the background, it, like, seems like he has a cat toy he's playing with. Uh, on his desk, a little bit like one of those volleyballs on a string. But anyway, they go into the conference room, a few of the bad place workers, and they walk in. The first thing you see is like plans on an east easel. And then it's a conference room. On the left side wall of the conference room are some green computer type screens. One has bathroom icons. I don't know if that symbolizes uh, a Jason uh, Tahani. Uh, uh, uh cheating and Eleanor and not and then there's a radar there's some printing Michael and Janet and Sean are there as well and the good place people actually think that the humans got caught they go oh good uh, and Michael says no 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 I'm your, uh, your boss now and then Sean can barely get out that they're going to be working together a uh, nice tie and pocket square on uh, Michael, by the way. Really like a pop on that po- pocket square that pops. And nice colors in his tie. I'm not sure if it's fish. It might be koi. Uh, I'm not being koi, but the kois, it could be a Michael's tie. And uh, there's a, like, a, Sean doesn't like saying, they go, Hey, your hand selected first bad place architects to learn the new system. New system. Uh, it's already work. Already works. Uh, this is the way it's always been done. Then Tahani points out the uh, danger of that statement. Uh, but the good place people take it literally. Uh, so you know some uh, some things. Then it opens chapter fifty, uh, which is Mondays. I'm right. Then we're in the file room with uh, Cheedy and Eleanor. And the computers there have a, a file for every human in the bad place, which is pretty much every human. And Jason's there too. I think they have to look up, uh, uh, like they say, well, what are we going to do with all this information? These are like some old school one piece computers too, you know, because Eleanor wants to look up stuff about, uh, uh, you know, past humans, uh, past presidents behaviors, uh, they say okay well michael's trying to get trained train the architects so our job is to find the first thousand humans to be the test people but like people that will sail through it so we can build confidence in the system and they say okay like the people with the highest point totals or greatest hardships uh and what about just the best people who ever lived those are some gimmies so then jason lists some of his favorites uh which is hilarious uh Including a genie right after Jazzy Jeff, which was interesting because uh Will Smith played a genie and was in, you know, with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, Jason says, Yeah, come on. Uh, then he lists even more people and he says, Okay, let's call it a day. He goes out, uh, uh leaves, uh, um who's that? Eleanor and Cheetie uh, alone. Kool Aid Man. That was one of them. I had to say somebody. Uh, then we're back in the conference room, uh, they say, okay, look, I'm going to give out Tahani, uh, Tahani, I, I, Jamil's, uh, they say, oh, geez, uh, Michael says, I'm going to hand out Tahani's, uh, uh, file. She's the test subject, uh, and they get an idea, uh, no one really is excited, uh, then, uh. They say, you know, Jesus isn't going to be easy for them. Uh, Michael Michael gets really enthusiastic. He says, they're having to learn the whole new system. You know, you know, they're setting their ways, but this is the fun part, the work. And, you know, no matter what happens, we're putting in a, brighter, uh, you know, a better, brighter future. Then Phil says, you know what, I don't want to work here. Uh, he was in the performative wokeness department uh, and a lot of fun, funny jokes there. Uh, fills out. Then we have Jason reading his own file. He's cracking up, uh, to Eleanor talking about siphoning car boat, uh, always got that gas. The way he says it is the best. Uh, you could watch that a thousand times over. He goes, she goes, what is that? He goes, Oh, I printed out all our files. Uh, then Eleanor kind of gets a little stressed by that. She says, Jesus, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, I love you so much, honey. Uh, like uh, to to uh, cheaty because she starts worrying. Oh, if you're gonna read my file, also you could pause it multiple times in this episode to see some of the names. Uh, I guess right now it's out of uh, uh, focus. We'll talk about some of the people whose like one of one or two of the people whose names you might not be familiar with. Uh, there's someone's name on the book. This will, I believe, a little mystery. Uh, but I just emailed the person who I associate with this. There's someone whose name's on the board. So this is a little behind the scenes of Scoot's life uh, a long time ago. Uh, there's someone whose name's on the board. Uh, very, very uh, exemplary life. Uh, did a lot of things for other people. Who was the subject of an Oscar-winning short film, a fiction, a short fi- a fictional or a non-fiction, I guess, a short film. uh... I guess about it was based on real life, but it wasn't. It wasn't a documentary. I don't know what you call those. Uh, A short biopic, I guess. That I happened to be an extra in, and I was cut from the movie, before it won the Oscar, uh, though my roommates that were also extras were all in it. So the camera panned across my roommates and then cut. Fake cut. Probably heard that story before. Uh, so, you know, that's my, not my claim to fame. All my other roommates from the time they were in an Oscar winning movie as an extras, uh, as extras, or maybe two out of three, maybe one of my roommates couldn't make it like she had to work. Uh, and now she's an actress, uh, which is like, uh, I guess that's irony. So anyway, so I thought of that when I looked on the board Where was I, though? I got lost. But if you want to pause it, you know, there's some good names up there. Uh, But let's see. Eleanor stressed about her file, uh, possible test subjects. That was on the chalkboard. Uh, We're in love, you know, oh boy. I don't, you know, Duchiti's like, I don't know about your tone. She goes, oh, I don't want you to read my file. Will you still love me? Maybe you should read my file, Halloween 2013. Actually, it's funny because Halloween 2013 was like the end of my Halloweens, too. I think that was, uh, Right, 2013 or was it 2012? Anyway, so uh, they, they go back and forth. Uh, I don't need to read. Don't read my file. We're gonna spend a turn together. Maybe you should read my file. Chidi, of course, is like I don't understand. Uh, uh, just read my file. He goes, okay. Once I'm done with this one file of this, really, uh, another person has done a lot, and Eleanor's a little bit worried. Uh then we go, we we get a hint of about the good place sound when someone passes, a human passes the test and goes to the good place. Oh, there's this cheesy video. That's what it is. Uh, and it's really cheesy. It's really good. Uh, a lot of good fake acting in this episode. Acting like you're fake acting. But Chidi's in a green thumbs up, good place architect t-shirt. Tahani's in a human. I think it's like a off-white with a purple writing shirt. And Jason's in a red, bad place architect shirt. Uh, what does it say? Gold onion, bad acting. Yeah, let me see. The video's about to roll here. You know, like, well, let me, oh, gold chain. That's what it is. Jason also has a gold chain on. Uh, but they say... Jeez, that's the sound you hear if your human passes the test. A new system's great. Uh, Who do we, who do we, it's just great. I mean, really good. Uh, uh, And they say, Who do we have to thank for implementing this? Michael says, By me. And then they say, Okay, thanks, everybody. And the bad place architect people are like, You got to be kidding me. Like, you're making us watch this. Uh, And they goes This over. And then there's like another simply the best part that is simply the best. then they argue about what's the lame or this uh, mo- this uh, d- work video in the new system or the old system. And Michael says the old system was basic. You know, you didn't even know anything about the humans. Uh, you just used a few things, uh, and uh, you know, used it this way. We're going to work with their specific. You know, like uh, th- we're going to help them. Uh, we're going to really dig deep. He goes, uh, "Trust me. Humans are very flawed." And this is a chance to be a bold part of a bold new future. Well, Also, Michael played keyboards in the video where I put Michael on keys. Uh, Then Vicky shows up. She calls herself a stone-cold fox, which I liked. Uh, uh, Then there's an ad. I don't know if she, I guess she says, I'm a stone-cold fox. And uh, uh, they say, Vicky, what are you doing there? Then they cut to an ad. Then Vicky, they're like, why, what are you back? Vicky, what are you doing here? And she goes, I want to be part of this new system. Uh, I love the idea. And Michael goes, I'm not sure I trust you. Like uh, and She goes, well, look, after I went into goo, I was thinking, well, my goo is reforming and I want to change as things change. And I guess she says a trite line because all the actors, are, she says, change can be scary, but an artist's job is to be scared. They say, well, I must be doing my job because that's how I feel 90% of the time without trying. But they say, okay, check out Tahani's file. She goes, oh, I don't need it. I know her well. Uh, and they have a good joke about shade and casting shade. Uh, then we go back to Chidi and Eleanor. Cheaty's finishing up Eleanor's file. They have a discussion about sunk cost. Chidi is very impressed uh, because uh, she's lived such a full life and overcome so much uh, and gone on so many journeys. Uh, He goes, my file size is one-tenth tenth, uh, tenth the size. He uses, he says, I'm a damn drip, Uh, uh, which I thought was interesting. I said, can you say that on there? Uh, He goes, you were more confident at 13 than I ever was. And she goes, well, you still love me. He goes, yeah, but I might not be good enough for you. And she goes, you're confident, cheaty. He goes, yeah, I don't know. What about Nicholas, that fireman? Uh, And she goes, yeah, he was, you know, pretty H.O. to the T, but uh, I love you. And she goes, you could always have a conversation about it, but if you know me, then uh," she goes, what have you done? Not returned a library book? He goes, yeah, okay, yeah. And he goes, I put the, he goes, I'm making up for it, trust me, to watch the episode. Uh, and she's in his doubtful place, but she they say, let's get back to work, you know. Rainbow sweat, oh, rainbow sweetener, I thought that's it. It's, uh, Eleanor has a rainbow sweater on. I guess technically it's not a rainbow, it's just a striped long sleeve tee. Neither a sweater nor a rainbow, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but, and Stan Smith's, uh. Has three colors plus pink uh, arms. Uh, well, what color? lime green, a royal blue, and uh, maybe a magenta uh, brick, uh, somewhere between those two colors. Uh, it could be a tea t- t- or a sweater, light sweater. Okay, so then we go to the running the test center, Tahani. Lots of knobs to program the testing thing, which is kind of like in a radio booth. Uh, uh, then they say, no furry forest friends. The first test ends with furry forest friends. Uh, so they say, okay, no furry forest friends uh, for people. Uh, use something else. Uh, uh, the challenges the subjects face should be smaller and ro- more relatable. So Donnie's at a fancy party. First time a forest friend shows up. Second time, it's a talking smaller forest friend who has a shirt on that says, uh, Monday's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S posture. V S, comma, am I right? Question mark. Oh no, that was the title of the episode, but it, the t-shirt says Epic bacon much, uh, with bacon on the side. And then they stop the test again. They say no force, friends. Oh, sorry. Smaller, more relatable, like humans relate uh, to Mondays and bacon. and and then, oh, t- uh, then, uh, and then Vicky says, what about if I try? I think I got this. She goes, first, you got to get into Tahani's headspace. Uh, Ella love Pish Posh, tuna and Pickles. Uh, you know, she does some Tahani. And then she goes, okay, let me think about this for a second. Uh, then we're back at the office. Uh, and Eleanor finishes up a book. She leaves, she goes to look for, for a snack bar, I think, uh And then Jason says, what's up, dude, to, to, uh, Chidi, he goes, you have a tell, uh, I know you're upset. He goes, really? He goes, yeah, you tell to Eleanor, you're upset. Uh, and Chidi goes, she's going to get bored with me. And, uh, he goes, I'm a boring person and she's an exciting person. And uh, Jason goes, yeah, you're different though. Opposites attract. And he goes, well, yeah, there couldn't be more, bigger opposites than you and Janet, uh. And then Jason says, Janet, can you get bored with me? And uh, Jason kind of walks out sad. It'll get a quick callback, though. And uh, she says, oh, man, oh, boy, you know, Charlie Brown style. Uh, Then we go back to the test. Uh, Vicky's running the program now. And she says, place is action. And then it's a party at, uh, also at like about like 11 minutes into the episode without ads. There's a lot more names on the board. Yeah. But we go back and there's a dinner for, uh, Camilla, which again, I'm waiting for the, I'm a little bit ahead of the show because I've been pausing it so much, uh, Uh, But it's a dinner for Camilla. Uh, Tahani's there. Very fancy, dressed people. They say, oh boy, Camilla's album's not going to work out. Uh, She may have to fly coach and check a bag. Uh, But then uh, their parents are there. They kind of, you know, uh, say something not nice to Tahani. And they say, do you have any praise for Camilla's latest album or any other aspect of Camilla? So many to celebrate. Tahani? Why don't you go first? Uh, you've had so many failures. Say something nice about your sister. Also, there's even more jokes in there. And uh, the, then the test ends, and Tahani, this is really great acting, by the way. She goes, well done, Vicky," And she puts her hand on her tummy. Like uh, I just thought that was such a nice extra touch uh, after the test uh and vicky's pretty happy and then the the bad place people are like okay so her parents are like the forest friends uh and instead of forest friending him they forest her self-esteem and they go yeah yeah uh and they go yeah flattening the blankety blank of their hearts uh and I go, let's look deeper in her file and figure out how to challenge her. And the Michael goes, slow down. Vicky, uh, C+, plus. Uh, just, just C+, plus, uh, not good. Maybe you should just leave uh, C-plus again. And uh, she goes, same old Michael, can't share the spotlight. And she goes, well, goodbye, everyone. That's a wrap on Vicky. Uh, then there's an ad. Uh, then we have... Uh, uh uh tahani uh, uh michael and janet and they're like why would you fire they're walking in a hall and they go why would you fire vicky michael uh what are you thinking he goes it was a beginners luck uh and he goes he goes there's a the secret sauce only i know how to put on the stake of this process uh and they go well, not only is vicky good at the design she's good at teaching and Michael goes, it's going too fast. Uh, and, you know, they go, whatever, like, uh, you know, Michael's not happy. And then they go, geez, come on, Michael. It's uh, You just want your nemesis to help her solve things. And Janice says, you know, I had to ask Alexa something. And he goes, no. He goes, well, thousands, hundreds of years. This is another one of these beats where it's really touching. And Michael says, you know, I had a job, you know, coming up with this system and trying to fix the system, uh, rolling a rock up a hill over and over, uh, and it roll back down again and I had something to do. And then Vicky, Vicky comes along and just lifts it right over the hill, uh, because pushing the rock up the hill gave me a purpose. Who am I if the rock is gone? Uh, then a then a great joke, uh, after that, uh, yeah, but they say, Jeez, well, we, if we don't get v- Vicky back, Vicky's our best chance. Uh, so focus on that right now with the fu- and then deal with the future in the future. Uh, then Chidi and uh, Jason are in the lobby. And Chidi's like, sorry, Jason, I didn't mean to, you know. Uh, he goes, no, Jan and I are different. You know, maybe it won't last. Like Montague's in the capital. It's, uh And he goes, I read some books, man. And but Chidi says, "Well, even if it doesn't make sense, who cares? Uh, you have a beautiful relationship, uh, and you love one another. That's all that matters." Uh, and he goes, "Real." Jason goes, "Really? You believe that?" And, and then Chidi goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay." Then reverse. Basically, gives Chidi great advice. Uh, put it back in your head and realize it was you talking about you and Eleanor. And Chidi's very impressed. And then Jason. It was chess mate, uh, uh, classic, uh, uh, then Michael and Vicky are in the lobby. Uh, is that where they are? Oh no, they're in the lobby. Michael and Vicky talk. And Michael says, she's, oh, they're in like the office. Yeah. The, where all the desks are. she's got yoga stuff. He goes, she's, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it was my own insecurities. Please come back. She goes, nope. She goes, I'm a strong, independent, uh. Uh, like, uh, in, in the suit of a strong, independent woman, uh, headed out to ice yoga class or ice cold yoga class or something. He goes, you were the best part of my neighborhood. Uh, I took you for granted and that was wrong. And, uh, he goes, now I want to give you the role of a lifetime, run the whole project, uh, all my plans and notes, uh, then I'll step back. You take over, uh, full creative control, like a director. Uh, but she goes, no, no, that won't work. You can't just put me in charge. Uh, uh, she, he goes, well, I'm not going to give it to you. You'll take it. Uh, and she says, well, interesting, uh, not a I don't want to be, a, be your puppet. Uh, uh then we have Cheaty and Eleanor back in the office you can see even more names on the board. Uh, and uh, she says, She's sorry, uh, uh and then he goes, I'm gonna learn the guitar so you won't get bored with me. She goes, Actually I like drummers, read my file. Yeah, you know, but they retouch base of love, uh which is nice. Uh, then more bad acting because uh, more b- good bad acting because michael says okay for this next phase of training and then vicky they, vicky goes stop right there And they go i can't believe you're here and she goes that's right i'm taking over it's just you got to watch it uh i'm still standing mikey boy explain what you mean for me and everyone else uh so she 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 takes over, says, "Is everybody with me to take over from Michael?" They go, "Oh yeah." And then you know Vicky wants to take it a little bit farther with a little dance battle from West Side Story, but uh, they say, "No, no, no, we're out." And eventually we get to this big final scene or, or series of scenes. Maybe there's one more ad break, I'm not sure. So Vicky says Tony takes over. Michael storms out. Vicky wants to have the dance battle, uh, but they they still leave. And then it's one point two eight. Jeremy Barry later. Uh, we have a, a tag, and then it's a, it's a, we're in the good place or Michael's neighborhood of the good place. Uh, the new afterlife architect training school, uh, and then a picture of Vicky like a. Uh, it says Artistic Director Vicky. She's kind of, she, she looks, it's a very prototypical sign they've seen. Uh, a very prototypical sign they've seen. But then, uh, it's definitely worth a rewatch because uh, people are coming in from the train station. It's a bit like an a adult a college origi- orientation or something. At some point, a panda bear just appears. Uh, uh, but there's check-in desks. Vicky's talking. Uh, I don't know, there's probably even more cookies hidden in other places. Uh, she says, Welcome everyone. Good place, to the architects to the left, bad place to the right. Grab your packets. Glasses start in 30 minutes. My movement for uh, uh, Volcano Friends is full. And everything looks smooth. Oh, also, someone was holding an auction sign that said E32. I think those were people that work there because I'm seeing another person in the background nowhere to go everyone has tote bags i'm not sure what's on the tote bags it's like a circle with someone's profile maybe there's good oh it looks like there's good place and bad place ones the bad place ones are red and they say oh man michael you got that rock up the hill uh now you now this is very Jan says now we just have to find your next rock uh and the first neighborhoods are up and running. Soul Squad is all together here. They say. Then the chime comes, the good place chime. They see that means someone got into the good place, and Michael and Janet have these big smiles. They go, uh, "Who is it, Prince?" It got to be Prince. That's what uh, Eleanor says. And they go, "No, it's you guys." Uh, judge agreed. Uh, saving the universe worth a few points. Uh, you're in. Everybody's cheering and happy. They go, I can't believe, believe this is real. Then a balloon, hot air balloon comes, a gold one. And they go, yeah, well, let's do it, I guess. Uh, holy moly, let's do some traveling. Uh, uh, you coming with us, Michael and Janet are, of course, coming with us. Uh, they get in, and everybody's gathering around. Uh, Uh, They got all their name tags and their tote bags, and the the, the balloon starts to take off. They say, see you bye. Jason calls them fools, like Nick Foles and F-O-L-O-L-S, and uh, the episode comes to a close. Uh, So that's that. So let's let's just keep going here with, like, what else came up on this episode, eh? Am I right, Mondays? Am I right? Let's look up some stuff. What about the Happy Mondays? Uh, they were an uh, uh, English rock band from formed in 1980. Uh, let's see. Bridge to Manchester, independent rock music of the 80s, and the UK rave scene, drawing influences from funk house, uh, psychedella, like a, that word, you know. Uh, they had a first in- incarnation on factory records, uh, that was in the mid eighties. Uh, and they were an important part of the M- Manchester scene, rave culture, and even Paul McCartney was a fan. Uh, then they disbanded in 93, kind of split up formed some other groups, uh, uh, let's see. Another reincarnation of Mondays would be later, uh. And, yeah, it had a couple of other, like, reboots. And then there was, oh, because they were in, uh, oh, the 24-Hour Party People, wow, has has them in the movie. Uh, some of the, oh, no, they're played by, oh, they did have, uh, Paul Ryder had a cameo. Yeah, then a the third incarnation, uh, it was a reformation with some of the original members. They performed in Liverpool in 2006, toured in the late aughts, uh, and then 2012 they had a fourth incarnation, so a lot of stuff. I mean, I just wanted to bring it up because I thought of it when I saw it on the Monday. So what about easel? I said, what would happen if I looked up easel? How do you spell that? E-A-S-E-L. Uh, which is an upright support used for displaying or fixing something resting at it uh, at an angle of about 20 degrees to the vertical, traditionally used by painters uh, for paintings uh, or to display paintings, uh, typically made of wood. Uh, easel painting is even considered a style of painting. Uh, it's an old Germanic syn- synonym for donkey. Uh, In other languages, the only equivalent is uh, uh, for both the animal and apparatus. Uh, They've been used at least uh, as early as the ancient Egyptians. Uh, There's tripod designs. There's H-frame designs. There's multipurpose, you know, designs uh, that you could see more modern ones even uh, and they could be full height, standing on the floor, or shorter for a table. You got artist easels, children's easels, display easels, darkroom easels, facilitation easels, and paint stations, or studio easels. A field easel, which we saw, Sumo was painting something in the first or the first or second season of uh, the Good Place that we saw too. So I don't know. That's just a little bit about you know. It's easy, easy uneasels. Uh, so I thought of like the, 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 there there's these one piece computers, which I did. I looked into a little bit, and I think they're probably Wang computers, is my best guess. Uh, but I couldn't find anything super interesting about it. So then I was like, oh, "Well, have we talked about one piece on this show? The Japanese manga." Uh, it was. Uh, uh, it's been uh, serialized since uh, July, because when I was a librarian, it was ex- extremely popular. Uh, it's by Oda. It was uh, ju- started July 22nd, 1997. It's come out in 95 of its own volumes. It follows the adventures of uh, Monkey D. Luffy, a boy whose body uh, gained the properties of rubber. Uh, after taking a special fruit, he's got he hangs with the straw hat pirates. Uh, and I never actually read any of it. I just would give it out to the youth I worked with at the library. Uh, but it sounds it sounds like it's episodic uh, and uh, too because they're in search of a treasure, the ultimate treasure known as One Piece, uh, to become king of the pirates. It's now a Media Franchise. Uh, it's a festival film and anime series uh, which started in 1999, 14 feature films, uh, which was one film and then 13 television specials. Uh, several companies have done merch video games uh, and you know eventually it was recent in North America and the U.K. Uh, in 2004 and 2007, it's rece- received praise for storytelling, art, characterization, and humor. Several album uh, uh, volumes of the manga have uh, broken publishing records, including the highest initial print run of any book in Japan. Uh, the official website for Oda says that, uh, it has set the Guinness World Record for most copies published for the same comic book series by a single author. 462 million copies in circulation, 43 countries. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty, pretty successful, huh? Uh, so yeah, it's, uh... Uh, like uh, Monkey D. Luffy, whose uh, hero and idol is Red-Haired Shanks. Uh, uh, the world of one place is uh, populated by humans and other races, uh, fish people, big people, uh, uh, you know, forest friends and humans, uh, a lot of other stuff. This does really sound interesting to me. Yeah, and, yeah, there's a lot, lot more about it here. Uh, media, let's see what else we have. Uh, the festival films, the anime series, uh, theatrical films, uh, the video games, music, uh, light novels, arts and guidebooks. Wait a theme park here. A restaurant modeled uh, by the same name, opened in 2013. Yeah, Fuji Television Headquarters, an indoor theme park located inside the Tokyo Tower, uh, also opened. Uh, They may have done a live-action series, or they may be trying to get a live-action series made. Yeah, it looks like they just ordered, Netflix ordered a season of 10 episodes of live-action yeah, uh, reception, you know the, the the let's see, oh there's the reproductions of the two pirate ships, Going Merry and Thousand Sunny. I just remember waiting for these uh to come out like uh it was like when does the next one of these come out? Uh, and I would look and and try to have it pre ordered uh, for when they came out. What volume are they on now? I don't know. I was just trying to look that up too, but, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit about one piece. Okay. So one of the names on the board was, uh, Toyohiko Kagawa, uh, who was, uh, uh, lived from, uh, 1880 until 1960, a Japanese Christian pacifist and a labor organizer, uh, uh, Kagawa uh, worked and spoke and uh, at length the way to, to employ Christian principles in the ordering of societies and cooperatives. Uh, he had a vocation uh, to the poor. Uh, advocated for William w- women's uh, suffrage and peace. Uh, he was born in Kobe, Japan. Uh, he, like uh, went away to school. Uh, was taught by uh, some missionaries. Uh, And so he learned uh, a lot, learned about Christianity. Uh, Later, we would go to college and then the seminary. Uh, But he wasn't so sure about the technical side of doctrine. Uh, He believed in Christianity in action, uh, like the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so in 1909, he uh, started becoming a missionary, social worker, sociologist uh wanted to work hard at com- com- combating poverty uh, first published uh, researches in the psychology of the poor based on experiences he had uh, uh that brought attention to more middle class uh, japanese japanese people and uh, you know a lot of other stuff uh, that uh, people needed to know about then he got into labor activism in the 20s um uh, and he even was, uh, like, uh, authorities weren't pleased about that. He wrote, uh, a few fictional novels, uh, during that time. Uh, he was involved in a lot of, uh, labor, you know, peace work, uh, uh, advocate, advocacy for a lot of different people, uh. His economic theory was expressed in his book, The Brotherhood Economics, which advocated that the Christian Church, the cooperative movement, and the peace movement unite in a powerful working synthesis to provide a workable alternative uh, to capitalism, socialism, and fascism. Uh, His work in the cooperative movement uh, consisted of founding several consumer cooperatives in 1921, uh, Co op Kobe uh not a consumer co- cooperative uh koyoto uh consumer cooperative uh tokyo student consumer cooperative so a lot of those uh, three dimensional forestry He uh, tried to persuade many of japan's upland farmers in the 1930s uh that the solution to soil erosion w- was uh a tree planting uh, to preserve soil, uh, food supply, help animals—three uh, dimensions of one system. And there's a lot more about it, but I do wanted to bring that to your attention too. Uh, what about siphon? Siphon, uh, from the ancient Greek uh, Greek uh, pipe or tube, uh, is a wide variety of devices that involve the flow of liquids through tubes in a narrower sense. Uh, it refers particularly to a tube in an inverted U shape, which causes liquid to flow upward above the surface of a reservoir with no pump, and then, powered by the fall of the liquid, flows down a tube under the pull of gravity and then just discharges a level lower than the surface of the reservoir from which it came. There are two leading theories about how it, this is all from Wikipedia, everything I've been saying today. Uh, Theories about how siphons uh, cause fl- liquid to flow up tube against gravity without being pumped or powered by gravity. Uh, the traditional theory for centuries was that gravity was pulling the liquid down one side of the siphon, uh, which resulted in reduced pressure at the top of the siphon, and the atmospheric pressure was pushing the liquid from the upper reservoir uh, into the reduced pressure at the top of the siphon like a barometer or a straw, and then over. However, it's been demonstrated that siphons can operate in a vacuum. Jason would be happy to know that. Uh, and in heights exceeding the barometric height of liquid. Consequently, the cohesive tension siphon, uh, cohesive tension theory of siphon operation has been advocated where the liquid is pulled over the siphon and like kind of like a chain. And it also need not be that one theory be correct. Uh, Uh, that uh, circumstances may determine it. And I'll link to that article some more. You can read about siphons. What about the best? Uh, You know, a lot of us are familiar with uh, Tina Turner's version or Janet and uh, Michael's version, but Bonnie Tyler originally recorded it in 1988 album Hide Your Heart, uh, written by Mike Chapman and Holly Knight uh, and produced by Desmond Child reached number 10 in Norway and number five in the U.K., Uh, and then Tina Turner released a version in 1989 uh, that became highly successful. Edgar Winter plays the saxophone on uh, Tina Turner's version. It was on her album Foreign Affair. Uh, And uh, Holly Knight said, you know, it's a song that's positive but not cheesy. I don't know what movie it was on. Maybe, it was, I think it was like in one of the movies is why it was also so popular. But I don't know. Let's see. Popular culture in the United States. Uh, uh, let's see. A lot of sports teams use it. Uh, and it was on, oh, HBO. That was why. That's probably where I, where I heard it. it was was uh, an HBO promo. That's uh, definitely where I heard it. Okay, what about sunk costs? Let's get real quick. It's uh, in economics, the sunk cost is known as a cost that's already been occurred and cannot be recovered. Uh, I think there's like the sunk cost fallacy. Let's see what the Concord effect is. Uh, sunk costs do, in fact, influence people's decision. The sunk cost fallacy or Concord fallacy is a fallacy that investments justify further expenditures. Uh, the, the Concorde fallacy derives from the fact that the British and French governments continued to fund the development of the Concorde supersonic airplane. Even after it became apparent, there was no longer an economic case for the aircraft. Uh, the British government privately regarded the project as not going well commercially, and it should have never been started, but there was political and legal issues Uh uh, or if you had a ticket to a baseball game, the ticket buyer could choose between two things if he doesn't like the game. Uh, paid the price of the ticket and sat through a game you don't want to watch. Or paid the price to t- for the ticket and done something else fun. Uh, so there's a lot more about sunk costs and it's something that comes up sometimes, you know. Uh, then uh, another person's name on the board, uh, and I'm not sure the pronunciation, uh, Derek Parfee, or Barfit, uh, 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 Derek Barfit, or Derek Barfield, uh was a British philosopher uh, who specialized in personal identity, rationality, and ethics. Uh, one of the more influential moral philosophers of the 20th and 21st century. Uh, he's he's come up on this before. Personal identity. I think Chidi may have had one of his books. Reasons in Persons uh, on What Matters. Uh, let's see. His uh, ethics and rationality. Uh, kind of suggests that non-religious, non-religious ethics is a young and fertile field of inquiry. Uh, self-defeating, he discusses self-defeating moral theories, the self-interest theory of rationality, ethical frameworks morality and morality and consequentialism. Uh, he's posited that self-interest has been dominant in Western culture for over two millennia, um, you know mixing with religious do- doctrine which united uh, self-interest and morality. Uh, when self-interest is our supreme rational concern, uh, it instructs us to, you know, make our life go as well as possible. Uh, self-interest makes temporally neutral neutral requirements. That would be irrational. act for ways uh, we know we would prefer later to undo. Is an example, it would be rational for 14-year-olds to listen to loud music or, uh, you know, do stuff they could get in trouble for if they knew detract from their future well-being and goals, uh, that's, uh, but it would be rational to commit any acts of self-denial or uh, things that didn't negatively, it would be irrational to do that if it effect, uh, d- affects negatively our well-being. Uh, like, uh, so this is just the things he talks about, not necessarily his spouses. In his second book, uh, on what matters, uh, argues for moral reasonism, insisting that moral questions have true and false answers. Uh, he also says, suggests that the three prominent views in moral philosophy, uh, Kantian consequentialism and contractualism, which they all talk about, uh, ultimately converge on the same answers, uh, The affluent have strong moral obligations to the poor. Uh, So I think that's a pretty good uh, thing. It talks about personal identity. A lot lot of stuff for you to check out and read through. Enjoy there. And then I'll link to an article about West Side Story. Uh, You could read more about West Side Story, the film, or the, uh, the musical. I'll link to the musical. Uh, it's inspired by uh, William Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. It's set in the Upper West Side in New York in the 1950s. Uh, so you know, it's uh, it's like a, one of those great, uh, great uh, musicals and the well-beloved, uh, and then also film and has a dance battle that Vicky really likes. So thinking about uh, Vicky dancing as you dance off into dreamland. Good night.